The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Happy Monday. Thanks for joining us today as we take a few minutes today in God's Word. I really hope and trust you had a great weekend, a time of relaxation, a time hopefully surrounded uh, by other people in God's Word in church, whether that meant you had to stay home and watch online or you were able to actually attend service, and whether that's here, Grace Baptist in Bakersfield, or wherever it is, you go to church. Hope you went, and um, you know, one of the things, sometimes people look at church and they see all the pros and cons, and can I tell you, we are humans, and so there's always something. If you're looking for something negative, we can always find it. Uh, But if you're looking to come and worship God, you can find that as well. And I'm kind of start that way because I'm going to do something a little different. Normally, uh, when we go through this, we deal with a few verses. Once we're done with those verses, we move on. Um, It's kind of just a walk through. This is what what it means, and it's really uh, less of a preaching time, more of a teaching and devotional time. Um, What we're going to do today is we're going to go back to some of the verses that we dealt with on Friday. Uh, And I just want to walk through some practical teaching, practical understanding of what Jesus was giving us. Um, And and, and again, as a pastor, I think I want to make sure that we don't skip over some great rich truths from the Word of God. And, uh, and I think when, you know, when we try to do what we did in 10 to 12 minutes, sometimes you do limit yourself to the information. So I just want to take a few more minutes and really look a little more at some of the practical application of what we talked about on Friday. So if you're following along in your Bible or tablet or phone or whatever, we're in Matthew chapter 16. Um, let's go back to verse 18. Um, he says Jesus is speaking to Peter. Right? He's speaking to all the disciples, but in this specific, he's referencing Peter had given the testimony that he was the Messiah, that was Jesus the Christ, and that had it been revealed to him by, um, by God. In verse 18, Jesus says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the kings and keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So now I won't go through and we go, you know, we did a word study in this on Friday and took a few extra minutes and walked through what this means. And so I won't take the time to do it again. You can go back to last episode and watch that if you have questions on what this passage means in the area of interpretation. But what I want to do is I want to look at some of these same words in a practical sense. So we get to this and he goes back. First of all, he says, Thou art Peter, and I will build my church. There's a lot of people who say the church existed in, in Matthew. I have a tendency to believe that the church started in the beginning of Acts. Uh, It was a culmination. Jesus was designing it and creating it. And yeah, the full completion of it was seen, but the true church was started um, for several. One of the primary reasons for me is the Holy Spirit didn't exist till Acts 2, at least in everyone's life. And so you can't have the church without the Holy Spirit. Uh, God was using the book of Matthew in this time to develop what would be in the church, teaching these church fathers. But I believe ultimately that the church was fully completed and seen in Acts chapter 2. So he talked about, I will build my church. Um, But then he he said, I will build a church. He mentioned this, the idea of the church is the Greek word ecclesia, called out assembly. Um, I've heard people say that God says, well, us assembling, us coming out is not important. Uh, Tony Evans made this comment. Um, He says, you know, 
I've heard people say you don't have to attend church to be a Christian. You don't have to attend church to love God. That's absolutely true. Uh, you are saved by uh, by grace through faith, um, by, through faith uh, by, by grace through faith alone through Jesus Christ. It's not found in a church. It's not found in a structure. But I like what Tony said. Tony Evans said this. He goes, "You also don't have to go home to be married. But if you stay away long enough, it will affect your relationship." And I love. And, and it's an interesting one because Jesus compares his relationship to the church to that of a marriage. It's true. You stay away long enough, it affects your relationship, not only with the church, but with Jesus, because this is God's design. You know, church wasn't designed by a preacher. It wasn't something that guy said one day, you know what, I'm going to start a church and try to get people's money and build buildings. This was God's design. God designed the church. He designed the offices. He designed the structure. And it's our job to follow them biblically. But this was God's design not our own. And so we look at it, this is something, and he says in Ephesians, you're supposed to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That's a it's a pretty big deal to talk about what Jesus did. And in, in Colossians, he is, the, he is the head of the church, the cornerstone of the church. So I think that when we look back and say the idea of church is not as important, it seems to, through Scripture, to be very important uh, to Jesus. And then in the book of Hebrews, he says, you know, for, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Uh, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. So uh, Scripture is talking about the idea of the need of assembly. Uh, in the Old Testament, it was on the Sabbath, it was different. But as the New Testament came, this new covenant, this, this new time in, in history, um, Jesus did make the church the center of what we're going to. But it's interesting, then he says, the gates of hell will not prevail against that church. Uh, God has given an, a special... You got me. You know, I, here's what I don't like to do. I don't like to go to the idea of, you know, we like to run to the supernatural. We like to run and talk about the angels and the demons. And, the, and unfortunately, while that grabs a lot of attention, I would also say that it can be distracting. Um, you know, we live in the human realm. We need to have our eyes here. We need to be moving here. There is a supernatural realm, but frankly, there's nothing we can do. We need to recognize it, not be afraid of it. It's there. The angels are there. But we need to see that while Satan is using his army, he's using the world, he's using every resource he has to deceive and to destroy. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. It says um, in Ephesians, it says we are not ignorant of his devices, uh, you know, he, he has a, the wiles, the devices. So he's got many things he does to attack. And he, again, straight out from Satan, from his, his army, he'll use media, he'll use the lies of the world. There's a lot out there. Um, so while it's there, this church is part of that, church in general is part of that protection. You come in, why? Well, you learn the truth. You get accountability. It's something when you go and you say, well, I, I, you know, people are so afraid to be judged. And, and don't get me wrong. You should never, ever be judged when going to church. But there's something about knowing if I go that someone's going to help keep me accountable, help me stay in the right direction, help me be a good husband, help me be the father that God wants me to be, help me to be the spiritual leader. There should be someone that's encouraging me and challenging me and dare I even say pushing me to be that person that God wants me to be. And he places uh, mentors around me, he places pastors around me, he places friends around me that are encouraging us to do better. Uh, to grow in Christ, and that's a good thing. That's why we come. That's why we join. Because we, hey, I'm here. I'm committed. This is where we're going with that. Uh, we commit to fulfilling the mission of that church. And so there's a lot behind that that comes with protection. You know, you think about it. if you need help in family, you've got family around to help. You've got people who can teach you, can answer questions. If you just need someone to talk to or cry 
with or pray with that's there. And there's so much more that goes with it. But here's an interesting thing that I read that I found intriguing about this. He says that he will later, he'll give the keys to the church, the keys of the kingdom, as we talked about Friday. He'll also talk about the gates of hell. Here's the premise. There are multiple avenues that Satan will use, which means that God has already equipped the church with the tools to be able to combat those things that Satan is using. You know, we, as we get closer to the end times, as we get closer to all the things that will happen in the end times, it's easy for us to become a little bit nervous. Uh, we look at technology and some of what we read. Uh, we can begin to see how the prophecies of what's coming in the future, um, you can see how technology is already coming and aligned to say, you know, that would work. And we can see how some of what we were told from the Old Testament to Revelation to, uh, we can see how some of those things would, would present themselves in a postmodern world, in the 21st century, you know, people of uh, theologians have always tried to look at the world. How will this present itself? Well, uh, it's easier now today to picture what a one world government will look like and picture what all the, uh, the crazy things that will happen. Not only that, it's just the natural disasters that will happen in the end times. And we live in a day where it wouldn't take much for people to think they are just natural disasters. Um, so it, it, we look at all of that and it, we can become frightened by it. We can become frightened, overwhelmed, and Satan and his his lies are becoming very out uh, straightforward. And matter of fact, to go a, go to truth and stand by truth and be uh, biblical is becoming something looked down on in today's culture. We shouldn't be surprised by those things. It should actually drive us even closer together, keep us in the Word of God, keep us closer. Because yes, we live in a day where the world, including America, is going from God. And as they go from God, there will be results of that, as you see in Romans. So we look at this, and there's a protection in this. There's an encouragement in this. I'm not one of those to say, if you miss a service, you're, you're in huge trouble. I'm not saying that. You know, Our lives have things going on. What I'm saying is that I hope that we would see from here that we need to keep God at the center of our life. But it's not just out of obligation. It's never out of obligation. If someone's obligating you to do something, we've missed the point. We do it because we love our Savior. We do it because we need it. We do it because God's designed it as a thing for us to be, to be a help and encouragement. And so we embrace what God has designed so that we can flourish. We can be fulfilled. We can be everything that God has designed us and hopes us to be. And it's that local church that God has designed to make those things happen. So I encourage you, find one, get engaged, be there as much as you can, learn from it, and see how God will help you and your family flourish as you engage in this amazing, what Jesus often calls a mystery, this amazing gift that God has given us to this local church. And yes, as I said at the beginning, you say, well, there's hypocrites there. You know, church is full of broken people is we often like to call it a hospital. It's full of broken people. So if you're going to look for something, we're always going to find it. Uh, but I find it intriguing that we can go to a lot of other places where we can find negative, but we keep going back. Satan uses those things to keep us from here. Please understand those things in your mind that are trying to get you to jump ship or whatever, those are lies of Satan. Come and just try to find Jesus and be the good, be the answer, and see how God can use you to advance his kingdom. Again, thanks for joining us on this Monday morning. Uh, give me a chance to be part of your day. It is greatly appreciated. Hope you have a great week. Hope you keep your eyes on Jesus. And if we here at Grace can be a blessing to you, a help to you, please feel free to reach out. Our website, uh, you can look up Grace Baptist Church. It's gbcbak.org. But just Google us, Grace Baptist Church in Bakersfield, California. Uh, my email's on that. You can contact me. And if I can be a help, 
I'd love the opportunity to be an encouragement to you. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll look forward to seeing you again.